This is Julie D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio. Cleveland Sports Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another episode of the Cleveland Sports Show today with Darius Sethna. Uh, tons to talk about today, especially in the soccer world, just as it was last week. And we're going to kick it right off uh, with our final episode of MLS Playoff Anticipation, as today is the final match um, in this MLS season. Uh, we have Atlanta United taking on the Portland Timbers today at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. These two teams defeated the number one seeds in, seeds in each of their conference. Atlanta defeated New York, and then uh, the Portland Timbers defeated Sporting KC in their Western Conference matchup, and um, one of these teams tonight uh, will take home the Golden Trophy of the MLS Cup. And um, for those of you who've been following the aggregate scores and things like that, I just wanted to uh, make sure and check in that um, this final match is not based on aggregate. This is um, a one-time match, so whoever wins this specific match um, will win the MLS Cup. Uh, so it's essentially like the World Cup final. Um, it's a one-and-done deal. Um, my prediction for this game, given the fact that it's in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, um, I think that the Atlanta United will be able to um, pull off um, the victory against Portland. However, um, like I said last week, all of us Columbus Crew fans out there, you know, we thought that the crew were going to be able to... Um, win on their home field. Um, however, when they gave up that goal, you know, less than 30 seconds into the game to Portland um, in 2015, it changed the whole momentum of the game. So um, I'm definitely not going to um, uh, disca uh, discount Portland, um, but I do think that it is in Atlanta that the Atlanta United team will be able to pull off the victory. And of course, we always have to talk about uh, another um, one of the other top leagues in the world, the Premier League, um, standings, um, still remain the same from the most part last week. Um, Manchester City has 41 points with 13 wins, two draws, and are still without any losses. In terms of losses, uh, is the same for the second place, Liverpool, who have 39 points, zero losses. They have three draws and 12 wins. And then in third place is Tottenham Hotspur with 11 wins, zero draws, However, four losses um, combines for a total of 33 points. And um, just uh, for the record, any of you interested out there, uh, fourth and pl fifth place include Chelsea as well as Arsenal. Both of those teams are tied up at 31 points each. And some of the notable uh, Premier League matches um, today um, include... Um, Chelsea taking on Manchester City. That'll be a big matchup uh, at 12.30 today. Um, Leicester City will be taking on Tottenham Hotspur um, today as well. There were also um, a few other games uh, that started earlier today. Manchester United and Fulham, Arsenal and Huddersfield, Cardiff City, Southampton, as well as West Ham United and Crystal Palace. And we're also going to get, uh, we're going to move to Spain here for La Liga. The top three teams, um, 
like I said, just like the Premier League, are still the same for the most part. Barcelona still remains in first place with 28 points. They have 8 wins, 4 draws, and 2 losses. Sevilla is a point behind them with 27 points. They have 8 wins, 3 draws, and 3 losses. And then Atletico Madrid um, with 25 points. They have 6 wins, 7 draws, and only 1 loss. For those of you uh, Real fans out there, um, Real Madrid is in 5th place. They have 23 points um, with 7 wins, 2 draws, and 5 um, losses. So, as we can see, Real Madrid are starting to find their uh, stride without Cristiano Ronaldo, um, who went off to Juventus. And speaking of Juventus, I'm going to introduce you guys to another um, soccer league out there in the world. This time we're going to go off to beautiful Italy, where we're going to talk about Serie A soccer. And for those of you who are not familiar with Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, one of the top players uh, of soccer in the world, um, moved to Juventus uh, this summer, and his contributions are obviously paying off. Um, Juventus are by far the top team in Serie A this year. Um, between them and Napoli, who are the second place team, um, the d point differential is 11 points. Juventus has 43 points. Um, they still do not have any losses. They have 14 wins and only one draw. And then in second place, like I said, 11 points behind them is uh, Napoli, uh, who are based in Naples in southern Italy, with 10 wins, 2 draws, and 2 losses for that combined 32 points. And then the two teams of Milan um, stand in the threes, uh, third and fourth place. Uh, first we have Inter Milan with 29 points, 9 wins, 2 draws, and 4 losses. And then um, AC Milan with 7 wins, four draws and three losses for a combined total of 25 points. And some of the notable Serie A games um, today include Cagliari and Roma, um, the team from Rome, and then Lazio, the other team from Rome, will be taking on Sampdoria at 2.30 p.m. today. And that concludes our um, update for soccer this week. Um, again, uh, make sure you tune in to the MLS Cup Final. It's going to be um, a phenomenal game. Um, kickoff time is at 8 p.m. tonight, so make sure um, you check out uh, the MLS Cup Final. And it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a highly anticipated matchup. And from soccer, we're going to move on to basketball. We're going to move first, of course, to those oh-so-loving Cavs. And the... Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers actually last night made uh, a huge trade um, after their blowout loss to the Sacramento Kings. They traded George Hill to the Milwaukee Bucks um, for an old-time favorite, Matthew Dellavedova, uh, as well as John Henson and a few draft picks. And then Sam Decker, um, as you can remember, the, um, the player who broke or, or fractured his ankle, um, very badly for the Cavs, who is still out. He um, was acquired by the Wizards. So Sam Decker, no longer a member of the Cavs, um, as well as Matthew Delavadova and John Henson, as well as a few other draft picks uh, coming to Cleveland. Now, how do I? How do um, does this really play out for the Cavs? Well, it brings home, like I said, a home favorite in Matthew Delavadova. Um, 
one of the biggest players, especially in the 2015 finals, as you can remember, uh, can remember when he locked down Curry, um, Stephen Curry, and made it very hard for him to score, especially in the first few games. Um, that was the year the Warriors won their championship, and then um, for the most part, the Cavs stayed intact, uh, and they kept Elavadova, and in their championship season, we saw just how um, scrappy he can get and the defensive pressure that he can bring um, upon anyone. And even LeBron James said that uh, if there was a fight between Della Vadova and a bear, that Della Vadova would just rip that bear right in half. So it's great to have um, a defensive presence in Matthew Della Vadova, and it should hopefully set a defensive standard uh, for the Cavs this year. And John Henson, by the way, is not playing right now he um he is injured he um he has not played for a long while he hasn't played since november 16th against chicago and uh he most likely will not be playing his first few games as a cavalier but on the Cavs side um we for sure are going to miss george hill um i was a little surprised when i heard this news i'll be very honest with you because um it seems that the Cavs are ready to rebuild they're trading away a lot of their veterans first kyle corver now George Hill. From what I'm seeing, it looks like the Cavs are planning to um, really um, go young here and really get a lot of draft picks, um, as well as being successful in the actual upcoming draft itself, um, so they don't have to uh, tank for as long. As of now, they are currently 5-20, and 20, and that came off of their um, absolutely horrendous loss last night to the uh, Sacramento Kings. Um, they were outscored in the first quarter by 11, and then they outscored the Kings in the second quarter by 11. Um, however, um, it was the Kings who outscored the Cavs by a total of 19 points in the second half, and it led to a 19-point victory for the Sacramento Kings by a final score of, of 129-110. to 110. However, at the beginning of the week, uh, on this past Monday, the Cavaliers faced the Brooklyn Nets and were able to pull out a major victory. Um, the Cavs outscored the Nets in both halves of, uh, I'm sorry, in both quarters of the first half. Um, however, the, and at one point the Cavs were up double digits, but in the fourth quarter, the Brooklyn Nets outscored the Cavs 21 to 19. However, um, the newly acquired Alec Burks was able to um, send home the game-winning dunk um, for the Cavs' fifth win of the season uh, by a final score of 99-97. to The Nets, who started the uh, season well, um, are now 8-17, and so now we can expect uh, the Nets to have another um, failing season. And it was Wednesday that was really uh, supposed to be one of the huge matchups for the Cavs. I actually uh, did attend this game. Um, it was a surprise for my dad. Uh, we went to the game where they faced the reigning two-time defending champions, Golden State Warriors, and it was an extremely competitive match um, in the first half. The Cavs um, had 64 points. Um, it was a they led by six um, to start uh, the third quarter, but then, as we all know, the third quarter is the Warriors' quarter. They outscored the Cavs 37 to 22 in that third quarter span and then just poured it on in the fourth quarter, 34-19, to and won the match convincingly at the queue by a final score of 129-105, to which gave the Cavs their 19th loss of the season. And as I already mentioned, 
the Cavs were obliterated um, last night by the Kings. Um, the upcoming schedule for the Cavs, they do have a match today. They will host the Washington Wizards at the Q and then travel to Milwaukee this upcoming Monday uh, at the new uh, FedEx Pfizer Forum to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the New York Knicks will then come to town um, on Wednesday to take on the Cavs at the Q, and then we will revisit the Bucks um, this up uh, this upcoming Friday, the 14th, um, at the Q as well. So the next uh, three of the four uh, games for the Cavaliers are at home, so they're going to want to take advantage, um, especially uh, some of the top teams of the East. You have the, especially the Wizards and the Bucks, and we know that the Wizards have for sure been underperforming but like I said a few weeks ago even underperforming teams are destroying the Cavs so the Cavs are going to have to have their A game and I think the Knicks and the Cavs uh, match on Wednesday is going to be a competitive game um, just given the talent on both sides um, how level it seems but I did say this against the Kings and look what happened they lost by 19 so I'm not counting out the Knicks at all but uh, let's keep our fingers crossed um, hopefully for a um, competitive matchup and hopefully a competitive week of matchups for the Cavs. Um, the two players this week who have stood out for me uh, for Cleveland, um, once again, Jordan Clarkson. I actually attended a, um award ceremony for my dad last night and they had a uh, silent auction and um, there was a Cavs basket and a Jordan Clarkson signed hat was one of the items in the Cavs basket. I was thankfully able to win uh, that auction because there weren't a lot of bids for that, surprisingly. Um, I was able to win the auction, and now I have a Jordan Clarkson hat. Um, and it really feels great because I really think that he is. He's showing he's the best player on the Cavs, I think. Um, just his stats. He's um, one of the most consistent. He is the most consistent player on this team. Um, last night he had 26 points. Uh, Wednesday he had 17. Um this past Monday against the Nets, he had 20. His only non-double-digit game was back on November 26th um, against the Timberwolves at home, where he only had four points. Uh, this season, he's been averaging uh, about 17 points a game. He's been shooting about 45% from the field. Um, he's been shooting about, even though he has been about 33% from three-point range, um, he's still getting it done, and when he um, starts scoring... He can just catch on fire. And, um, you know, once again, he just he's just constantly proving uh, himself to this franchise. And um, I honestly hope that he can play um, for a contending team sometime soon because um, given these, these minutes and these um, performances, I just think he deserves um, to play with a team that is not 5-20. and 20. I don't think that's fair to him given, you know, what he's been producing on the court. And another player I think who has stood out for me is Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood, um, especially this past Wednesday against the Warriors, he had 15 points. He was six for 16. He was six of 16 from the field, um, and he was two for nine from three. Um, but he was still able to manage to uh, find a way to 15 points. Um, he played extremely well in that game, and then he had nine huge points against the Nets um, to be able to close out that game all in 34 minutes. Um, last night he only played 15 minutes, um, only four points, uh, one for three from the field, um, as well as O of two uh, from three-point range.
So um, this week for the Cavs, the uh, two players, again, uh, who have stood out to me were the teams acquired from that trade in February, uh, Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood. And, um, you know, speaking of Cleveland, we always have to follow LeBron and see what he's been up to. Um, We're going to dive deep into the Lakers real quick here. Um, Last night, they uh, completed their two-game home and away series with the Spurs. Um, losing by 13 last night. However, on uh, Wednesday night, the Cavaliers were able to find their way past the Lakers at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Um, LeBron scored a total of 42 points um, to get the Lakers a 121-113 victory um, against San Antonio. And LeBron himself has been averaging about 28 points this season. Um, he's been shooting 50, about 53% from the field, 37% from three-point range, and he's been averaging about eight rebounds, seven assists, um, once and about one steal per game. So I mean, in this and this is in his don't forget this is in his 16th year in the NBA, and the fact that he's just putting up these MVP caliber numbers, it really just shows you that. Um, it just shows you how much work that he's putting in every offseason um, just to keep putting up these numbers and all the young talent that um, that he's around. It shows you that they really need um, him to put up these numbers because as we've seen in Lakers games, for all of you Laker fans out there, when LeBron's not on the floor, um, the Lakers find it much harder to score in the paint um, and just to score in general. And one of those Lakers who's finds struggle, who's struggling to score um, when LeBron's not on the floor, I think is Lonzo Ball. Um, this past Sunday against the Suns, he only had seven points in 31 minutes and shot 30% from the field and was 0 for 2 from 3. Um, so some extremely disappointing numbers um, Sunday. Uh, however, uh, in this two-game home and away series with the Spurs, he was able to uh, produce um, much better games in that same amount of time. About um, this past Wednesday, he had he played a total of 40 minutes. He was 5 from 12 from the field, and he shot 50% from three-point range. He had three three-pointers. And then last night, he had 13 points. He was 5 for 16 and 2 for 6 from three uh, against the Spurs. Um, like I said, he, But he did have 11 assists. Um, that was his total um, number of assists this past week um, in Lakers games. And like I said, last night, he had 13 points. But, you know, like I said... The Lakers clearly need another star on their team because um, just solely relying on the on LeBron, they want to make sure that that uh, kind of scenario doesn't happen once again. We heard Magic Johnson uh, state that uh, a few days ago. And it's going to take another superstar uh, to be able to reel in the Lakers when LeBron is not on the floor and to be able to continue... Um, the scoring prowess of the Lakers when LeBron is not on the floor. And given the reason that they don't have another superstar, I think is the reason why um, they will not be able to make it to the finals with year, this year. Excuse me. Um, not to mention just the quality that Golden State um, once again has. They're the back-to-back defending champions, so I think that they will most likely win the West. But that's not till April. So we're not going to focus on the playoffs just yet, but one thing that we will focus on um, are the Cleveland Browns. That's right, we're moving into the NFL. And um, currently in the standings, the Browns uh, still remain 
in the bottom of the AFC North standings. Um, however, they do have four wins. They have seven losses uh, as well as one tie. Um, the next two games for the Browns, they will have a quick stop at home um, against the uh, Carolina Panthers, um, who are 6-6 six and six, um, on the year with six wins, six losses, and zero ties. They have lost four in a row, and on the road they are 1-5, and five, um, with one that being one win and five losses. So this is a great chance for the Browns um, to display their home field dominance um, against the Panthers. The Browns themselves at home are three and two. So they do uh, have, they, they're three, two, and one to be more specific. Um, so they do have more wins at home than losses, which I think um, is going to be a huge confidence booster for them going into their match against Carolina tomorrow. And then um, this, actually this upcoming Saturday, um, at 8.20 p.m., uh, so not a Sunday game. Saturday, uh, December 15th, the Browns will travel um, to the mile-high city of Denver to take on um, the Broncos. The Broncos, just like the Panthers, are also 6-6. Six and six. However, they have won three in a row, so they have a lot of momentum. And at home, they are 3-3. Three and three. So it's definitely going to be more of a challenge for the Browns to compete with the Broncos, given the fact that they have a lot of momentum um, winning three in a row. But these are definitely two games that I see being extremely competitive, and I think the Browns have the potential to win at least one of these games. And most likely the one against... Uh, I give them a higher chance to win tomorrow than I do um, next Saturday, um, because given the fact that the, Pan the Panthers have lost four in a row... Um, I think the Browns will be able to carry out that momentum, and it's at their home field. So I think the Browns will be able to pull off the victory tomorrow. Um, I don't think that they will be able to win next Saturday, um, just given the fact that um, it's all the way um, in Denver, and uh, the Broncos have won three in a row. And again, momentum, is I think, is just going to play um, a larger part for the Broncos than it will the Browns. So those are the um, upcoming two games for the Browns these next few weeks in the NFL. And this concludes my uh, show for this week. Um, once again, if you haven't seen it already, um, please check out my broadcast on NordoniaHills.News of uh, me broadcasting the Nordonia Knights Varsity Boys um, basketball game. I will be at it again uh, this upcoming Tuesday, December 11th, um, for another um, varsity basketball game. Um, and also, make sure you check out the work of other um, great students at Nordonia who've put their work on NordoniaHills.News, um, like DJ Rash and uh, Wilson Riley, just to name a few of them. So if you haven't been on NordoniaHills.News lately, please check it out. A lot of um, awesome stuff coming your way. And if you haven't already, make sure you follow me um, at Nordonia Sports, uh, Darius Sethna, on Twitter. And once again, that concludes our show this week for the Cleveland Sports Show. We hope you had um, an awesome time listening. Uh, go Cavs, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thank you.